0: So, today is the Feast of Saint Matthew, and if you've watched The Chosen at all, anybody here, just a quick lobby source there, Who's, who has watched The Chosen? Okay, the majority of you, we'll watch a couple of episodes, because it's, it, obviously, it's a lot of poetic license, but it very, is very interesting, especially how they show Matthew, Matthew's kind of constantly taking notes, and he's just kind of awkward, and social, very socially awkward, but constantly documenting everything that, that the Lord does and says, why? Because, well, he's the first of the evangelists. That's why they do that, right? Because all the, the, the other Gospels are based in part, anyway, <coughs> on St. Matthew's writings. So, anyway, in the, in the Chosen, he's kind of awkward. That's, that's, that's not necessarily, we don't know if that was the case. But uh, he definitely took, took accurate records of things that happened. And we must keep in mind as well what this kind of, what this looked like when, when Jesus called him. Like, for uh, a Jew, calling Matthew was just all wrong. Okay. Uh, again, I've, I've explained this it feels like a million times this year, but you're new. So, uh, but uh, Matthew worked for an occupying force, right? The Romans. So then, when the Jews maybe uh, would come and they have to pay their taxes, and then he could say he could be dishonest and say, "Well, the tax rate is now up to 15%, 25%." They didn't know. They relied on the tax collector to know his business and to, you know, be honest. So you can just a little bit sorry that's an Italian thing uh, you just um, you, you just you ask for a little more than you're actually supposed to get and you keep it for yourself yeah so like tax collectors generally weren't honest because it was just too easy it was too easy to just skip a little off for yourself so they weren't liked Firstly, because they were dishonest secondly because they were working for an occupying force uh, so they were they were traitors okay it's like an informant when we were under English rule right someone who was known to be an informant someone who was known to work for the crown kind of thing like not a popular person okay and then this is the person that Jesus chooses why why not just choose someone who is like you know, you know a zealot you know someone who is like a, 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 zoo, a, a Jew who wants to fight for, for, for Jewish freedom but not someone who is a traitor why choose a traitor why choose someone like who is below par? And so then the Lord says in the last line of the gospel. It is not the healthy who need the doctor, but the sick. Go and learn the meaning of the words. What I want is mercy, not sacrifice. And indeed, I did not come to call the virtuous, but sinners. So all of you have been called. (laughs) You big shower sinners. Uh, Me too. Uh, But the Lord has called us not because we're perfect. He knows that we're sinners. He knows that there's work to do. He knows that there are, there are things that we need to change, things that we need to heal from. And he has called us anyway. I don't know. I find that quite consoling. Do you? I do. I think it's, I think it's quite consoling. To know, because like, <coughs> well, if he called the perfect, he wouldn't have called us. And if he would called the perfect, maybe we'd get ahead of ourselves and maybe get cocky and get proud and think, well, of course he, of course he called us. Whereas I think we know that because of our our, our our limitations, we know that if God does anything good through us, it really is God through us. It's not us, because we know what we're made from. We know that we're jars of clay. We know that like, we carry this treasure, but we in and of ourselves are, are quite fragile and quite imperfect. And that's, I think, greatly consoling. <clears throat> when it comes to mission, uh, there's a, a group called Focus, FOCUS, Fellowship of Catholic University Students. Uh, found by Chris Martin about a little over 20 years ago and uh, he had this such a vision right well a vision in the sense of uh, he imagined how ministry or how mission could be in university campus and he said what if there were like a handful of university students on fire with love for the Lord?" Who witness to others so they don't have to go like and change the whole world but just to influence a couple of people each what would that look like so we started in benedictine university about 20 years ago and they have three main principles right so the first one is that focus missionaries they themselves must have what they call divine intimacy so they must have this this relationship with the lord that they actually go so far as to call an intimate relationship with the lord because you can't give what you haven't got. You can't witness to the Lord if you don't know Him. This is just wishful thinking, or you'll end up witnessing to what you know. So you'll reduce the faith down to a kind of an eco-warrior kind of a thing. So let's go plant trees together because we're all Catholic. Um, little more to it than that. Uh, so if we reduce the faith down to what we know, we'll give what we know. But if we don't know the Lord, we won't give the Lord. The chances are, if we don't know the Lord, we'll actually give ourselves. And the Lord is an awful lot better. So it's much better to give him rather than give you, no offense, like you're great and all. But it's much better if we can at all to give God to those we meet and not ourselves. So first principle that they live by is that they themselves as focus missionaries must have this divine intimacy. They must know the Lord and have a daily prayer life and walk with him on a daily basis. They allow him to animate their lives, to direct their lives, to correct them. They, they they have this, you know, so they're lay people just like yourselves, actually year age as well, just college students. So, and they want to live, live this profound relationship with the Lord. Then, the second thing is that <clears throat> they don't aim to change a whole university campus, but each focus missionary invests in two or maybe three young people on the campus. So they try to get to know them, to honestly, like this is not with any kind of... Uh, hidden, ulterior motive. But they want to actually get to know them, get, help people. You know. Get to know, So then they invite them over. They may maybe have a Bible study. They invite them for coffee, whatever it may be. You get to know people. You invest in them. You give them your time. Two or three people. And then you invite them, as I say, to a Bible study or a prayer group, whatever it may be. And this is the, the very interesting thing for us as Irish, because we are, this last step, we just, we don't get this, or we don't do this. The last step is that those you invest in you equip them to invest in others right so this is what we, we don't we don't do this in ireland really so we kind of administer sacraments to people and then that's that's kind of it it's kind of a dead end almost the sacrament goes it's administered to that person and and that's it they don't see that they're now being sent out as the lord asks you know go, go out to all the world and proclaim the good news so you're now being equipped to go out and do the same to others, to go out and share the same with others. So that's the third step, that they themselves become missionaries. The first step, divine intimacy, that having focused missionary, I myself must have a profound relationship with the Lord. Secondly, I invest in a few people, but sincerely. I actually, I care about them. I pray for them. And then thirdly, if and when they, they come to these Bible studies or whatever we do, that they're then equipped to do the same for others. They call it the... Uh, to Timothy 2 Timothy 2.2 principle. So uh, St. Paul says to Timothy, so th- that which I have taught you, may you teach others so that they in turn may teach others. So Paul teaches Timothy. Timothy teaches others in such a way that they can teach others again. So four generations of Christians in that one sentence. That's how it should work. Okay. So but we see the root of it all. The root, the beginning of it all is divine intimacy. So he started with about 20 focus missionaries and, and, and uh, university students there in Benedictine College in the States and a couple of years ago I was at a focus conference in Indiana and there were 17,000 university students in around your age between the ages of 18 and 23 or 4 at this big conference. But the hardest age to win for the Lord 17,000 of them. And the Blessed Sacrament would come out and boom they all ducked to their knees and it's just just like it was, they're just Catholic. And it was just it was such a, uh, an inspiration for me to see that this is actually, this actually can be done. You know, it, it is actually possible to have vibrant young people, like at university age, who love the Lord and who are willing to witness to him, to others. This is, actually, like, I think, maybe in Ireland we've, maybe even given up, but that's even a possibility. Maybe we're starting to think young people aren't interested in the faith. Young people aren't interested in prayer. I disagree. I think they've never seen the faith lived authentically and they don't know what prayer is. So how can they pray? They, just, they don't know what it is. I remember going into school once recent, recently enough and uh, I mentioned the rosary. And one of the girls asked, the rosary, is that like the, the funeral prayer? I thought, the funeral prayer? The funeral? I said, what do you mean? She said, you know when they're putting the coffin down like, oh, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, yeah. It's not only that, yeah. I mean, it is prayed then, the decade of the rosary, yes. But no, it's a little more than that. But like, they just, just don't know. They just don't know what it is. So this gives me great hope because it shows that if we here, if we work on our divine intimacy, my relationship with the Lord and nobody can do it for you, if I work on that and if I'm a sincere friend to people and in that sincere friendship I'm willing to witness to the Lord, and equip them to do the same that things can begin to change hearts can begin to change people can come to know the Lord people's lives can be renewed and people's hearts can be healed but it starts with me it starts today it starts with that divine intimacy that relationship with Jesus so we ask the good Lord today as he calls us sinners <clears throat> as he calls us not perfect not the virtuous but sinners that we knowing our, our need for him may rely on him for everything, that we, Lord, may allow you to work in us and transform us so that we may play our part in transforming the face of the earth. Amen.